This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Tracy Lee, who during her near-death experience encountered beings in a blue light above her hospital bed. Tracy, thank you for joining me and welcome. Thank you for having me. Tracy, can you please start on the day that your NDE happened? Um, I can. I think my I have to start a little bit sooner just to put in perspective how I got into that situation. Um, but I had gotten pregnant and had to go in for um, uh, an induced labor because I had gotten pre, uh, preeclampsia. So they wanted to take the baby, uh, get her out as soon as possible. And what had happened was there was a backup at the hospital and they couldn't get me in right away. And they had to immediately do emergency surgery and get her out as soon as they could by the time we got into the room. and during that procedure, they lacerated everything. I lost um, nine pints of blood on the table. Um, it was, they lacerated my bowels, my, um, just ev- tons of things on the inside. And I woke up three days later from that, um, not really knowing what happened, what went on. I had a ventilator in me, uh, tube down my throat chained to the hospital bed. Um, and when they, uh, they thought I was doing well, they released me, they put me in a regular hospital room. Turns out I got, uh, contracted during that surgery, flesh eating disease. The doctors, I had, uh, gone to them during the July 4th weekend. And if people don't really know much about hospitals, um, people who don't know much about hospitals don't know that July 4th weekend is actually the weekend where most doctors go on vacation. So, um, they had the residents there and the residents were taking care of me, but no one had noticed that I had gotten an infection. So the infection had kind of spread and it was really, really bad. When the doctors came back from their vacation, they immediately sent me down to imaging and I had gone through, by the time the NDE experience occurred, I'd gone through nine surgeries and the doctors told me, uh, around the ninth surgery, I had robot vacuum on me. I had debridements continuously happening. Um, but by the end of the ninth surgery, I was laying in bed and the doctors came in and they said, we don't think you're going to make it. We're going to be honest with you. We believe it's time for you to call your family and friends in. Now, it was a very, very intense moment because it at the time, I am on a lot of medications. Um, I'm hooked up to all these machines. I, bar- I just had a baby. I don't even, I barely even got to see her. It was a very difficult time and a difficult experience. And, and it, I had a very hard time wrapping my head around it. And that night, um, I had said to myself, I wanted to try to get better. And I woke up and... When I woke up, that's when the 
NDE experience had happened where I looked up and I saw the blue light form above my hospital bed. When you say woke up, do you mean that you were asleep and then you woke up? So I would think it was, it was two things. I had been very in and out of, of it um, because I think of all the medicines they had me on. They had me on as much Dilaudid as I wanted. They had me on anything that I wanted at the time. Um, tons of antibiotics. Um, and I think that I was just in and out of it that way. But I was taking long bouts of naps in the hospital as much as I could take in the hospital. So I had woken up from one of those naps. But when I had woken up, I was very much aware, more aware and alert than I had been since coming to the hospital. So that was a very unique experience because all along I had been very kind of out of it. So you woke up and then you see how many beings above you? So I woke up and I look up and the this blue light forms on the ceiling. And I thought, okay, I'm on drugs. This is just a reaction to the drugs. That was my first thing. You know, everything's cool. But the the light, the blue light that appeared, it's very indescribable, very erythral, but so there's nothing like it. It was the most beautiful feeling, the most, it was just, it wrapped me in, in it in a way. And it was just so comforting. Just, I, there was nothing I've ever experienced like it. I can't even relate. The closest I can relate to, like the blue color, I would say is blue fire. That's the closest. To, but there's no color that I can say or look at or show you that can equal the color that I saw. Um, and that in itself was just an amazing experience. But as I'm looking up at this blue light, all of a sudden, approximately three to four beings appear in this blue light, almost like a cloud. And they appeared on the sides of the cloud. And they extended this light down to me or this, um, this thread down to me. And no one ever spoke any words to me. But it was almost as if they were, I already knew what was happening. It, it was almost as if they were in my brain and we were connected as one. Um, but they never said anything and they never, it never sounded like they said anything to me inside of, of my head either. It was just, it was kind of, I already knew. It, it was just, we were connected on a, on a different level. But they sent down this blue cord that I called it. And they told me to suck the blue cord, suck on the blue cord, and it was going to give me life. But again, they're not actually telling me this, but this is what was going on. And the entire time that I'm doing that, and I was doing what they, what, you know, they had said to me to do, um, and I was breathing in on this blue cord, and it felt about as if it was about 15 minutes that this whole experience happened. It was only 10, maybe 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes that this was going on. But they tell me to suck on this blue cord. And I did that. 
And it seemed like as they were above me, they were kind of like working on me. Um, it looks like they were busy doing something with their hands and they were busy um, just, I, I guess, fixing me. And um, they didn't really, besides kind of communicating me with to suck on the blue cord, they never actually did anything else or said anything else because they were busy. Um, and I tried on numerous occasions interrupting them and they just kind of ignored me and I just kept sucking on, on the blue cord. Um, but the entire time I was sucking on that blue cord, it was very, it was so calming. It was, it was as if they were giving me my, my life back. And it was something that I had felt so just deflated, so tired, and I was ready to give up. And prior to the doctors coming in and telling me that, I had just, I'd had enough. My body had had enough. I'd had numerous surgeries. And when they were, when I was sucking on this cord, I felt like I was getting my life back and I wasn't meant to go. They were kind of helping fix me and get me better and get me to a point where I could then, you know, survive and fight on my own and um it was just so empowering so amazing so wonderful and it, i just it was indescribable really what did the beings look like so the beings were very much they reminded me of gray aliens but not they were very they were blue um but they were not the that was the closest shape that i can say they looked like but it was not 100% a gray alien form but that was the closest that that came about no it was very uh, it was very like smoky too so it wasn't as if the forms were fully defined um but enough so that i could tell that they were beings I don't believe they were human, they, or at least they didn't take the shape of a typical human being, but they were definitely beings of some sort. You weren't frightened by them, were you? It was the complete opposite. I was very much just calmed by them. I was very much, I felt safe. I felt secure. I felt better than I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, I felt as if I was just in the best hands possible. Um, they were, they, I almost, and at the, afterwards, I almost felt as if they were my, um, uh, what's it called? My, um, guardian angel or my spirit, you know, angels. And I just felt that they, they were there to do good. And it was so beautiful. It wasn't scary at all. Was the hospital staff shocked at your recovery? So the funny part is if you remember, I had said that I thought there was only during this time where I'm sucking um, on this cord, the, I thought the duration of this entire experience 
was about 10 to 15 minutes. During that time, as I recall, no one came into my hospital room. No one talked to me, nothing. The next day, one of the nurses who had been on the shift during that time period when this was happening came in and said that they had numerous nurses and doctors come into my room and I was talking to the ceiling and they said it occurred over an eight hour period Hmm. for eight hours. They were trying to get my attention. They eventually, the doctors eventually told them to just leave me alone and just let her work through whatever's going on. Um, And so I found that to be extremely interesting because I would have sworn to you that it was only a 15 minute time period of passing. Um, But the next day when all of a sudden I started eating, I was sitting up, I was able to talk to them, which again, I had this conversation about it being an eight hour um, duration they were 100% shocked at my recovery, how in a matter of, you know, less than 24 hours, I am completely up, I'm talking, I'm eating. Um, My fever had gone down. Um, They took blood work uh, later on in the day and they said the levels had come down. Um, So that was really surprising to me, but at the time I didn't, I didn't really know what happened to me. I kind of just thought I was hallucinating. Um, But later on, as the days went on and I was still recovering in the hospital, I kind of thought that, you know, something, something went down because you don't just go from, Hey, we suggest you call your family and friends in to, we think you're going to make a full recovery, (laughs) you know? Did you tell them what you saw? I did. And I told multiple nurses and they basically rolled their eyes at me and said, oh, it's probably all the drugs you were on. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. It's all the drugs I'm on. Hey, you know, like that's just, you know, the nature of the beast. And I didn't really at the time think much of it because, you know, I'm, I'm then, they then gave me my baby. I hadn't seen her in, in weeks, you know, I, I'm now on a, excited and on not really thinking about that experience and just kind of brushing it off. So how long did it take you to process this experience? It took a very long time. And what started to happen was I couldn't get it out of my head. And part of the reason I couldn't get it out of my head was because afterwards I had such a long recovery So during those times where I was in a lot of pain, I was yelling, I came out with drains. I lost my abdomen to the uh, necrotizing fasciitis, the flesh eating disease. I had numerous surgeries, you know, that repaired everything from my bladder to my bowels. So it was a lot of recovery and I wasn't on the pain medicines that I was on (laughs) um, in the hospital. So you kind of felt everything. And um, during those times where the pain got really bad, I would think back to the moment of just that blue, calming, beautiful, you know, light that fed life into me. And I would try to almost recreate that just to get that calming sensation. And I think during those periods, I would really start to, I started to think about 
you know, what it meant, what it was about, what had happened to me. And I mentioned it to my therapist who immediately, she's a very religious person and I am not, I would define myself as, um, well, prior, I would have defined, defined myself as 100% atheist. I believe in nothing. I believe we die, we go back into the soil and we're food for mother earth and that's it. Um, and she was a very religious, she is a very religious person. And she told me that the blue, when you see a blue light like that, it tends to be, I think it was um, the Archangel, Michael. Um, so she said, you know, you might want to research that and, you know, try to work through what you experienced. So I did. And there wasn't really a whole lot out there when I Googled it. Um, when I when I really tried to research, um, and I'm a very good researcher, so I w dug deep in the internet and different forums, and I found a few people talking about it, and then I found the Facebook group where there was a couple people talking about it, and I shared my experience in the Facebook group of what happened, and then I had a lot of people, you know, tell me that you had a near-death experience, and here's, you know, my friends, my, my friend had an experience similar and the blue light meant this. And so that's kind of where it really began to unfold for me. Where are you now on your spiritual beliefs? So I 100% believe that they knew it wasn't my time and that they came down to help me and to heal me. And that's what they were doing. They were healing me because I had unfinished business I, you know, had to raise my daughter and I have a lot, I had a lot of struggle in my life with different things. And, um, I think they really wanted me to protect my, my kid, my daughter. And that's why they, um, you know, helped me and healed me. Um, now I would say that I am somebody who now believes I do not believe that there is one God, but I do believe that there are higher beings. Now, I believe that this is just maybe a one little step, you know, and there are levels and that is a whole other level. And I don't know what their job is, what their plan is, what they do, but I definitely believe that there are beings that are, you know, not of this world. And, you know, I believe that there's a higher power. Was your experience just as real as you and me talking right now? 1000%. And when I first, when it first happened and I spoke to the nurses afterward, I, I just brushed it off as oh it was the drugs but the way that i felt that the way that that cord came down the way that that blue light hit the sky hit the ceiling and just appeared and the way that i felt from that I, there's no way that it was just from the drugs it can't be there's just it was it was so real um, and I don't believe other people could, could see it. 
I believe it was meant solely for me to see. Um, but it was as real as me talking to you right now. Since your experience, have you had any more paranormal experiences? No. Well, actually, yes. One of the things that was really interesting was um, I actually had an experience in the, another paranormal experience in the hospital, but I didn't think anything of that because this kind of, this experience kind of surpassed that one. Um, but when I was in the hospital room and especially after the light came down, I felt as if there was a lady in my hospital room sitting in the chair next to my bed. Now I didn't see her. I couldn't see her, but I could feel her and she wasn't a negative presence. She was just there. And it was almost as if she was just there with me just to keep me company. And I thought in my, in my head, because I do believe in, in ghosts and things like that. Um, I thought, okay, this might've been an, an old resident of the hospital who had passed away and was just here to keep me company. And I was, I was okay with that. It wasn't a scary experience. And she was there for several days um, after the blue light experience. And when I got home, she came home with me for a little while. And I remember her being in my bedroom, in my corner. And even though I never saw her, she was, I felt as if she was somebody who wore um, specific types of clothing. Like I felt as if she was a taller lady, a little bit bigger, who wore long skirts. Again, I never saw it, but I just felt that that was um, who it was or that's what she was wearing. But after about a month or two, she just disappeared one day and I never felt her after that. Do you think it's so, possible it's a family member? Funny enough, funny enough. So I had this conversation with my friend about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Never really thought anything of it because I just thought it was somebody who just followed me home from the hospital and who was just watching out for me. Um, but I started to think back to my childhood and I had a great grandmother who... She passed away at 99 in the late 90s. Um, but she wore, like, when I think of my great-grandmother and I look back at the pictures, I realized that those were the outfits that she wore all the time. And I'm wondering if it was her there. Because the, even though, again, I didn't see her, I felt her. When I looked at her picture, immediately I was... I was, I was like, that's the lady who was with me in the hospital. So I think that it might've been her. Have you noticed that you have any new abilities that could possibly seem like they're psychic? I cannot express enough how much I, my intuition has absolutely just magnified. I've always had a very strong intuition, but it's to the point where I, and again, I don't see things in, in my brain. I don't hear things, but I feel things. And I kind of know when something has happened. I just know it. 
Um, and that was something that I never really dealt with prior to this. And it's something that um, kind of occurs in my daily life very often now. So I'm not sure if that is related to it, but it definitely did not exist prior to going through this whole experience. Besides what you have already mentioned, have you changed in any other ways? I did. And um, I'll be very open with you. I was in a very bad domestic violence situation. And I think back and I think that may be why they were healing me was to protect my daughter from that, from the horrible situation. I had been stuck, unable to leave prior to it all going down. And after that experience, I was so empowered that I literally packed my stuff up and left and just created a whole life for myself. I found myself. I became a person who just was very independent, that just did everything on my own, that I found who I am. I am in love with myself. I am just a completely different person than I was prior to this experience. And I do believe that some of that is motherhood in general that kind of takes you to a new level. But I don't think without that and near-death experience that I would even remotely have had the courage or, um, you know, the will to leave and become independent and um, just the strong person that I am today. Has the memory of this experience faded over time? A little bit. Um, the But it's not something that you can really forget because it was just, it was so soothing, so comforting. And, and that feeling is, I've never felt anything like that. I mean, the closest that I can get to describing it is if you've ever sat or laid in a warm sun and the sun kind of wraps itself around your body. Similar to that, but just the warmth that resonated from the blue light, the just comfort is not even close to what the sun can give you. So that's something that you just, you can never forget. And I would love to experience that again because it was just so beautiful and amazing. So in that respect, I cannot at all forget it. And I don't think that I, ca I can't remember every moment of the things they were doing when they were above me or, you know, what they were putting into my mind when they were, you know, talking or communicating with me. Um, I don't remember all of those things, but I will never forget sucking on the cord and feeling better with each breath that I took. And I will never forget the light itself and the comforting feeling that it gave. Do you fear death at all? No, no. Um, and I'm not sure if my, you know, I did prior to going into the hospital, I definitely um, feared death. But 
I'm not sure if I don't fear death now because I got necrotizing fasciitis and you know, like I've been through through it all, or if I don't fear death because these beings I know are there waiting for me or are there to guide me and to help me. Um, I think it might be a combination of both. Like, yeah. Has your experience inspired you in your life in any way? I think it has inspired me to be the best me that I could be because you only, you only get, you know, limited chances here on earth and being so close to death, I think really made me realize that not that I was a bad person at all. I just had a lot of codependency traits and I couldn't be alone and just, I wasn't the best me that I could be. And dealing with that, I wanted to be, become a better person. And I have actively sought that out. And I was somebody who I never really had any self-esteem. I very much did not like myself and I have come to love myself and I have worked very hard to get to that point. And I really do think that that inspired me to get there. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you up for that? 100%. I, I love talking about it. And that's, that's actually another thing that I was not a very social person prior to all of this. I was very much introverted and going through this, I just blossomed. And I hate, I love talking about my experience, um, especially to people who are very much into it because it's, it's very interesting when you connect with somebody who has had a similar experience or um, who knows somebody who has a similar experience. And it's just, it's nice to feel connected to people. So I, I, I absolutely would love to talk to people. All right. What's the best way to reach you? You can reach me on my uh, Facebook Messenger is probably the, the best way to reach me. Before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? This is not it. This world and this life that we live is not the end. There is something afterwards. And it's something to look forward to, especially when you're somebody who doesn't necessarily have the best life, the best living situation. And just to know that fearing death is the opposite of what we should be doing. We should be embracing death um, when our time comes, you know, but just to know that there is, there is more out there and there are beings and people looking after us and have our best interests in their, in their minds. And we're in their hands, I think. Tracy, thank you for that message. And thank you for being my guest. Thank you very much for having me. I very much appreciate it. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.